0: Rion here, your honest IT advisor from IP Dimension. And welcome to episode 13. In this edition, we're going to place some focus on Wi-Fi and Internet and the difference between the two. So I said the other day that uh, one day on my tombstone, there would be an engraving saying that here lies Rion, who's going to fix the Wi-Fi now? <laughs> it seems that when people's Wi-Fi goes out, then their lives stop. Um, they they completely cut off from the world. They forget to interact with people. They don't know how to interact with people, because if Wi Fi is down, then everything is down. WhatsApp's down, Facebook's down, emails down, everything's down. And um, as a matter of fact, when somebody says that they have no Wi Fi, it's generally accepted that they are referring to the internet connection, right? So um, they've got no internet, but. That's actually wrong <laughs> and um, forgive me for, for going the technical route now and, and you can skip about a minute for it if you'd like to skip the technical jog on. but this is important stuff. So when we talk about Wi-Fi, we refer to the actual technology that's used to connect devices wirelessly. If you go and read about it a bit you'll see that they refer to 802.11 a b and g for instance those are, are the most common protocols being used and that's the language or the communication medium used to allow devices to communicate or talk to each other wirelessly so your cell phone your notebook your tablet um your mobile watch all of them have wi-fi enabled gods and they need a specific standard or a language that is understood by all of them so that they communicate with each other and this is in effect wi-fi so if somebody says that their wi-fi is down um it actually means that the wireless connection is down not the internet but in general, in public, when somebody says Wi-Fi is down, um, they are actually trying to tell you that the internet is down and that they've got no connectivity to the internet. Great, so technical jargon aside, um, I've received many a phone, phone call from clients stating that they've got four or five bars of wireless signal, um, the signal is excellent but the internet is extremely slow and they don't understand this because how can they have full signal but the internet is slow so fact of the matter is especially on windows desktops if you look at your wireless indicator icon on your taskbar the bars there indicates the wireless signal strength or the connectivity strength that you've got to your router or your access point or your repeater, whichever device brings internet connection to your notebook or your cell phone or your tablet. It's got nothing to do with actual internet speed. So if you refer to four or five bars of, of Wi-Fi signal, it refers to the strength of the connection and not the speed of the connection, okay? So it doesn't matter at the end of the day. You can have all the bars in, in the world it's not going to increase your network speed, okay. Um, you might notice though, that if you've got one or two bars network um, or Wi-Fi signal strength, that you are experiencing a decreased amount of internet speed, okay. So definitely that has to do with your connectivity, the speed of your connection to the device that brings internet to your tablet or phone or your notebook. Good, so um, let's talk about a couple of things that can cause slower internet speeds. The first and foremost is if you are sharing an internet connection in your geographical area, say for instance, your city or your town where you reside in, um, if you share an internet connection with 50 other homes um on the same connection then that has a direct impact on your internet speed it's referred to as the contention ratio so many internet service providers they would tell you that a home fiber network or home fiber connection allows for a one to ten contention ratio or a one to five contention ratio that means that the internet connection that you are using is shared between five or ten people Okay, so you don't have that line dedicated to yourself. Business fiber is usually one-to-one contention ratio, which means that it's a dedicated fiber link that comes to your business. You're not sharing it with anybody. It's a direct link from your your premises to your internet service provider, person or company bringing internet to your business um, per se. Good, so secondly, You need to take a look, and this is especially at home networks. Um, If you have got a wireless router in your house or an access point or a repeater, you need to go and see how many devices are connected to that access point or repeater or wireless router. This drastically impacts your internet speed. If you've got, say for instance, an average household, uh, mom and dad or um, two parents with two children, each of them on average have 2.5 devices. So think about a smart watch, or a smartphone or a tablet, um, a notebook. It can be more than 2.5 devices per person. But the more devices are connected to that wireless network, the more that actual bandwidth is divided between those devices. And that has a direct impact on your internet speed. So say for instance, uh, three of the family members or streaming either music or YouTube videos, Netflix, um, they watching movies online, whatever the case might be, those are bandwidth hungry interfaces and interactions. So that drastically reduces the amount of bandwidth available for you to work on your spreadsheets or finish that last report that you need to submit to your boss. Um, that has a direct impact. So if you're working on a Sunday evening, trying to finish that last piece of work that you need to submit Monday morning earliest, um, try and disconnect or shut down <laughs> your router and see who complains the hardest. That's probably your, your biggest culprit for over utilizing your internet link at home, great. Thirdly, let's talk about access points and repeaters. I've now mentioned routers, access points and repeaters. Um, often cases, there are um, a need for an extension or a boost of the wireless signal in your house. So say for instance you've got a wireless router, it's installed in the corner of your house, but you're not getting any good signal, or you know, the bars on your notebook or your cell phone indicates that you've got one or two bars in your bedroom, or in your study. Then you'd like to extend or expand that signal. Right, so what people usually do is, they run to their closest IT shop and they buy themselves a repeater and the reason for this is a repeater is the easiest method of extending or repeating your wireless signal but big warning here okay. The moment you repeat that original Wi-Fi signal you half your internet speed okay so it's not a specific 50 percent but it can be up to 50 percent less internet speed that you then experience through that repeated signal so if you've got say for instance 100 uh, megabits per second download link when you connect it directly to your wi-fi router you would now have probably a 60 or 70 megabits per second download link when you connect it through your repeater so that definitely has an impact access points on the other hand Make use of an actual cabled connection. So there's a network cable that runs from your original internet wireless router or internet router, and that connects to the access point via cable. So this the the internet connection is conveyed over Cat6, Cat7, copper-based cable, and that means that you've got pretty much 100% or very close to 100% internet speed from the original router to your access point so why would people then go with the repeater route you might ask in many cases we found that especially in homes people don't want to see cables um, so you you often have limitations on where cables can be run um say for instance the roof is inaccessible and you want to install an access point and in an area where there's a solid roof um, where you can't get a cable inside the roof then you need to run the cable either outside your house which is not allowed it's it's actually um, illegal to run in outside of your house um, or you need to run that just below the ceiling or just above the skirting um, and that's usually unsightful so people don't want that um, and that's probably the, the primary reason why they, I would rather go for a repeater instead of an access point. But the access point is much more effective and you get better throughput rates with that, okay. With that being said, let's quickly break uh, and let's go to IP Dimension and speak to one of our technicians. Hi everyone, Fadner here, technical consultant at IP Dimension. Did you know that our support team can assist you wherever you are, given that you have an internet connection? It is as simple as sending an email to support at ipdimension.net telling us what you need help with. Try us today we are here to make IT work. Welcome back everybody. So before the break we looked at some of the aspects that might cause slower internet speeds. Um, let's continue from there on. So we spoke about your geographical area sharing an internet connection and we spoke about the contention ratio there. Do you contend on a one to ten basis? You're sharing your internet connection with ten other houses within your area. Have you got a one to one contention ratio? Usually business fiber so that's a dedicated fiber link. Let's talk about your shared wireless connection within your house. So family members sharing the same wireless connection, uh, streaming videos, streaming media, that's very bandwidth hungry, uh, that's definitely a cause of slow internet speeds. We took a, a look at the difference between repeaters and access points. And now we're going to take a look at your uh, international connectivity links. So if you recall a couple of weeks ago, um, there were reports of a international sea-based line or an, an, let's call it an underwater link uh, or undersea link that was down. So the actual connection that connected one of our country's internet service providers to the outside world was damaged. So what service providers then do is they reroute the traffic that was supposed to go through that link over other links so that you can still reach international sites. But that causes a lot of strain on your network connectivity. So you might experience then that international site visits are extremely slow. And this comes into play when you've got hosted servers with international data centers. You might find that that server is either inaccessible, which is the worst case scenario, or it's accessible, but it's really, really slow. And that's due to congestion. So you're now, let's bring that back to contention ratio. So you would have had traffic split up over multiple lines, one of the lines are now broken or down, which means all of the traffic, all of the requests for service that went through that broken line is now being routed through the other lines, which causes slow internet. Weather has a impact on your internet speed and that's dependent on the internet connection that you use. So if you've got fiber to the home, and now I'm not referring to wireless fiber, I'm referring to an actual fiber connection, your home then weather should have no impact on your internet speed Uh, unless you know lightning strikes below the ground level where the fiber connection is and then that might have an impact but I'm specifically referring now to WISP or wireless internet service providers and fiber over air connections. Um, You'll see that if there's bad weather and I'm now referring to hailstorms um, thunder showers, extreme thunder showers, or cloud bursts, that has a direct impact on your signal, and that's due to the fact that the WISP or wireless internet service provider installs a satellite dish on the side of your house, and that connects to an antenna that's called a high site. So, if there's a lot of rain or a lot of interference within that site-to-site connection, then your internet connection would be slow or interrupted. Think about dstv compare that to your dstv connection so if there's bad weather then your dstv signal goes down or it's interrupted or lagging same thing happens with the wireless internet service provider. finally um outdated and faulty hardware might be a a big cause so um, your access points routers repeaters have chips or microchips inside of them Um, And those microchips have software on them that's used to uh, intercept signals or interpret signals. Uh, It's used to present you with an interface so that you can configure a wireless ID or SSID. Uh, It's used so that you can set up passwords so that nobody can access your wireless devices. So that's the software that's on the device. And remember now that new technology is released literally every day. So if a new cell phone comes out or uh, say, for instance, a, a new iWatch or a smartwatch comes out, they might have a chipset or chip inside that device that is not compatible with your old hardware, OK? Uh, so what vendors do is they release software or updates so that you can update your old hardware to be able to communicate with your new watch or your new tablet or your new phone. Um, The easiest year is to go and look at your vendor site, see if they've got new software. It's it's referred to as firmware that needs to be downloaded and installed onto your hardware to enable them to better perform, uh, have increased security, and be compatible with newer devices being launched. So that was it in a nutshell, and I hope that you found this interesting and that I could shed some light on the difference between Wi-Fi and internet and that four or five bars of Wi-Fi signal does not directly translate to a faster internet connection. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, I'd like to welcome your comments and your feedback. Please send them to marketing at ipdimension.net, and we would be in contact. Have a great day.